Welcome to the Big Book Roundtable in the RICO 12 family of recovery resources targeted at people from all backgrounds, faiths, and places dealing with addictions of all varieties. RICO 12 is also a resource for the loved ones of addicts. I'm Justin B., a child of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a multiplinary a multiplinary a multidisciplinary addict living in recovery and miraculous recovery and i'm blessed to be the moderator of this roundtable i'm joined today by david g nikki m and ashley s we are excited to be here today and read and swim through the big book with you david please introduce yourself and give us a quick fun fact about yourself today absolutely thank you justin uh hey everybody david g i'm an alcoholic and an addict of many sorts from oklahoma I'm grateful for a recovery date of August 8th, 1994, and an emotional recovery date in uh, the S Fellowship of October 1st, uh, 2019. I'd say the fun fact about my life is that I live and breathe the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I always have. Since 1994, that's all I've ever known. That's recovery to me. If you want the fellowship, attend meetings, do what they, we do, but recovery is in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So the fact for me is is just this and nothing less. We have had great and exciting spiritual experiences, as, as the book says, and in a slightly different way than that. But, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm very glad to be here and be a part of this. So thank you, Justin. Awesome. Welcome, David. Nikki, your turn to introduce yourself and a quick fun fact about you. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a grateful member of many beautiful fellowships, and I'm just... I'm just an intelligent agent spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation. And a fun fact about me, well, since it was around the big book, I thought, you know what, let me just pull this one out. Fun fact about me is that I have a future mother-in-law that only speaks French, doesn't know a stitch of English, and they live in Luxembourg. And I was supposed to spend all of COVID, well, I couldn't travel learning French, but guess what? The only book I read, the big book. There's a fun fact about me. Love you guys. Grateful to be here. Love it, Nikki. That's exciting. Ashley, you're next with the same question. Thank you so much, Justin, David, and Nikki. Um, I'm so glad to be here. Um, I'm Ashley from North Carolina. I'm a recovered sex addict and codependent on the sobriety date of November 2nd, 2021. Uh, To keep the theme similar to what David and Nikki have said, um, before going through the big book, I never knew what my purpose in life was to be. Um, I majored in business. And I have a background in advertising, marketing and communications and project management. Now, having been through this wonderful book, I utilize all of those skills to further um, addicts and help them get through the book with all of the the planning that I do for events and other online activities. So I'm just so grateful uh, to be able to to know what my purpose is uh, as going through this process and be able to use it uh, to advance uh, God's, God's children. Love it, man. We I'm excited to have three people whose fun facts about themselves all included recovery, the big book. This is what life is about. And that's one of the reasons why we are together on this team to introduce and go through the big book together. Now let's jump into the big book here. Uh, Dive into our big books. If you're listening out there, grab your big book, grab a pen, grab a highlighter. Let's get to work here. Our reading today will come from the preface that starts on uh, page Roman numeral 11, XI, and we'll read a few paragraphs there. I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then we'll get into the discussion of this. Preface. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. 
The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been large, left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. The section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. The second printing of the first edition added the appendix, Spiritual Experience, in the second edition. The appendices on AA tradition, the medical view, and religious view of AA, the Lasker Award, and information on how to contact AA were added, and the appendix of, on the Alcoholic Foundation was discontinued but the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth, Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were edited, and one of these was retitled. New versions of two stories were written with new titles, 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. So that's our reading. And, you know, honestly, as I read that, I hear a lot of, you know, data, a lot of stuff that doesn't seem to go too deep, but I think there's a lot more there than, than the average person may be reading. So what I want to do is I want to jump in and, and get a little bit of experience, strength, and hope uh, from each of our panelists here today uh, about this and, and teach me a little bit. So David, why don't you take a, a couple minutes and, and dig into those first paragraphs that we read and teach us a little bit, and then we'll go to, to Nikki and then to Ashley. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Whenever I uh, had went through this process in 1998, I was sober in 94, but I went through the process of the book in 98, the big book, Awakening Way. One of the things they had me do right in the back of my book to figure out which lineage I was from, Bill Wilson or Dr. Bob. And so we went through all these names all the way to the very end. There was my name. I took this to my sponsor and showed it to him. And he said, throw that shit in the trash. And I was very offended by that. And the way he said it was the way I said it. And I said, why would you say something like that? He said, because there's one name that's not in there. And I said, well, yours. Yeah, of course, I understand this. You know, we'll get your name in there as we, he said, no, God's name isn't in there. Throw it away. So one of the things I see in the very beginning right here from the preface is the spirit of the universe and the way his hand is moving through this. If you look at this, there is no way that drunks and addicts could have put this together. This is the fourth edition of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. So obviously there was three before that. The first edition appeared in 39. If you ever wondered when the first book was written, there it is. But look what happens in the following 16 years. Look at how the hand of the spirit of the universe begins to guide this. More than 300,000 copies went into circulation. Now, if you read the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, this was very big for that time. Because in order to do anything, it, it cost money. And they were, in a, they were in a crunch when it came to money. But God worked this out. The second edition published in 55, <clears throat> look at what that reached, you know, a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. And the third, which I sobered up on in 76, 
achieved a circulation of what, 19,550,000 because the book, not the fellowship. And right here is where I really hammer down with the guy I work with. I'm not saying anything bad about the fellowship. I have to have it. I love people. I love it. But at three o'clock in the morning, when the alligators are on me, I promise you not a whole lot of people are going to answer the phone, maybe one or two, but I've got to have something beyond what the fellowship can give me because the book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large number of alcoholic men and women to recovery, not recovering. There exist sentiments against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of the volume, we're talking about the first 164 pages of the book here. And look what it says. It describes the AA program. So when I go to a meeting and I hear my program, a program, this program, all that's out. My book says one thing. It says the AA recovery program. And this is where it's found is in those first 164 pages. Now, the stories have changed. A lot of things have changed in the book. But those first 164 pages has never changed. And that's what it says. The section called the doctor's opinion has been kept intact as it was originally written in 39. And it goes on to talk about the great medical benefactor. And we'll see why once we get into his story and into that chapter. But I love this. It says the second edition added the appendices, the 12 traditions and directions for getting in touch with AA. But the chief change was in the section of the personal stories. There's only one reason that those are in this book. That is not a part of the AA recovery program. It's just not. I mean, reading stories in those days, you couldn't just go to a meeting like we can do today. Your meeting was in the back of the book in the story section. There's one reason they're in there, and this to the end of the sentence is going to explain it. It was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Nothing more. There's no other reason for them to be there but to show how the fellowship grew during those years. So it says Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, one other personal history from the first edition. And it goes on to say, you know, two of the stories were written with new titles. 30 completely stories were added. And the story section was divided into three parts under the same heading that is used now. So I've used up my time. I could go into what these other stories were and what the titles of them are, but I don't want to take up more time than I need to. So I'm going to pass this along to whoever's next. Thank you for calling on me to share. Awesome. Thank you, David. And I love the, the, the digging in there and the separation of the fellowship and the program. I appreciate that. Nikki, tell us a little bit about your takeaway from those paragraphs that we just read. Okay, well, I think last episode, Ashley said her set-aside prayer is on the main page. Mine's on this page, right at the very top. And then, you know, the first thing I have is really that brought to my attention is, this is my basic text. This is a text that, and my line out says, to be studied. This is not just to be opened and read. This is to be studied. And I'm part of a society now. You know, I entered into this spirit world, into the society with other like-minded people who are suffering the disease of alcoholism. And then it's like, I love this line, Justin, where it says, you know, exist strong sentiments against radical changes being made. You know, this book works. And, you know, it's like when I, I remember there's a small bakery in Toronto and they did, they did it great. And then they franchise and it just went to hell. So I just hope the big book never changes its core radical message. And it's a recovery program. I'm in a program. And I Googled that word. It's a set of instructions. You know, it's a coded set of instructions with a particular outcome. You know, when my, like, when my phone doesn't work and needs an upgrade in the program, I have to get the upgrade. I'm in a recovery program. And, you know, I love 
I love this, the 12 traditions where it talks about it. You know, I went back and, and again, I, I do the long form of the tr- 12 of the 12 traditions, not the short form. And when a lot of the time I see, because I, I didn't go through the book. I don't know how Ashley and David did it, but I didn't go line by line through. I've gone through sections and gone back and gone all around. I've done this big book dance that comes into one big crescendo. So my sponsor took me a little different. I've never been line by line like we're doing right now. I've, I've read it. I've gone through line by line, but sections really stand out to me. And those are the ones I focus on. And so it says right here, it's, it's, you know, I'm to look at the personal stories. My line out says page 29. And on page 29, it talks about the personal stories of how we established a relationship with God. You know, not how I quit my, whatever your drug of choice is. I don't even want to get specific in this round table because it doesn't matter what your, what it is, the disease of alcoholism. And it's how I got a relationship with God and the fellowship growth. My line out is the promises page 152, 153. So I'm just, I love, I just love to get into this. And and that's really what I get from those paragraphs is, is these keywords that I need to know and understand that this is my Bible for survival is what my book says. Beautiful. Thank you, Nikki. Love it. I'm I'm excited to go through this uh, line by line also. Uh, Ashley, what are your takeaways and, and experience strength and hope from this few, first few paragraphs of the preface. Thank you, David and Nikki and Justin. Um, there were really four things that kind of jumped out to me as you guys were talking. Um, and the first thing is that this book was written for me. It was for written for all of us and for those who are listening. So I should be reading this in the first person. When at any time it talks about the reader or Uh, a person we shall call Jim or the jaywalker, I should be reading this book because it's written for me. Um, And every sentence in this book is a promise. It's an instruction. It's a prayer. And so I wanted to call out a few of those things that, that jumped out at me. And really, when I see the percentage of growth from 300,000 copies to almost 20 million, there's really two things there that jump out. One is the power of God. And two is addicts carrying the message to one another. We don't survive without unity and working our 12th step. Um, The other thing to circle back to something that we talked about in the first episode is that it promises us this book has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery. Again, this is not just about staying sober. I, before this process, the most I had was 87 days of white knuckled sobriety. Sober is not well for me. I wanted emotional recovery, and that's exactly what I got from this book to see what my true problem was. Um, the other thing that I wrote down here um, is about it says it will say numerous times throughout this book, but particularly on this page, I've got a couple of things underlined this book, basic text this volume. It keeps pointing me back to the book constantly. And to share a little bit about my experience, I would always make somebody my higher power. Started off as my mom. Any problems that I had, I'm going to go to my mom for the answer. Later in life, as my addiction grew, it turned to a therapist. So now I don't need a therapist or somebody to always go to to solve my problems. The first person or the first thing I'm going to go to is pause and ask God for inspiration, intuitive thought, or decision. And then something in the book will come to me. I will know what page or what part of the book to go to. Um, So I think that's all I had to share on this. Thank you. Hmm. 
Beautiful. Thank you all for your shares on that. Let's let's jump into a little bit of a Q&A. I'm going to ask a couple of questions of you. David, you you mentioned at 3 a.m. when the alligator's coming to get me and they're there at the door, they're there at the foot of my bed, whatever. Um, it may be difficult to find somebody to pick up the phone. Tell us a little bit about that. Do you have an experience with that and how you work through that those processes when the alligators are there? Yeah, absolutely. In the beginning, it seemed like they were there a whole lot more than ever. And I think anybody that is new or relatively new or that has been here for a while who remembers when it was new can absolutely identify with the dreams at times that we have and the things like that. Waking up with cold sweats, sober, stone cold, sober and scared to death. One of the things that really helped me was to find out the common denominator in all of those dreams. My sponsor said, if if you come to me and you say that you've had a bad dream, I'm going to ask you who is aware that you had the bad dream. And of course, I'm going to say me. And he said, if you come and say that you've had a good dream, I'm going to ask you who was aware that you had a good dream. And my answer, of course, is going to be me. So I'm not the dream. I'm kind of the, the seat of consciousness of that. And once I understood that, once I was able to tap into that, then it didn't have the power that it once had. So one of the things that I tell all the people that I work with, because anybody that is new probably suffers from this, is that we ask the creator to walk with us in our dreams and to keep us safe from lust. Now, I pray that throughout the day when I wake up in the morning and throughout the day. But so many of us don't seem to not do that at night whenever we go to bed. And I know that a lot of the people that I've worked with that have relapsed have walked awakened out of a deep sleep and found themselves in a lot of trouble. So I think it's about sticking close to this power and allowing it to change my thoughts and to remind me of who I am. I am the consciousness of not, I'm not the dream. And so for me, uh, once I understood that I, I was completely able to look at it like the book says from an entirely different angle. Of course, that's talking about resentments, but I look at it as a whole. So I want to continue to do that uh, moving forward. And anybody that I work with, I most definitely ask them to do that from the very beginning. So that's kind of my take on the question that 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 you asked me there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, David. I'm I'm uh, excited to delve more into this as we go on this adventure of of the separating of self from the situation. I'm not the one in the dream. That's you know I'm aware of it. That's not me. And I'm looking forward to learning more about that. Um, Nikki, you know, as, as I've heard you before, um, you mentioned something to the effect of every time in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, you see alcohol, you see drinking, you see something, you change that to something. So it applies to everybody. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that process and what, how we can apply that to any situation, addiction or affliction. So what I've done is the way I sponsor is I take people through for their thinking because on page 23 of our big book, it says it centers in our mind. And so I cross out drinking through my big book and put thinking because I sponsor a lot of people with, oh, double digits in sobriety. They're picking up their chips. And that's why sobriety dates are so important for the newcomer. But when they get up there and they pick up their chips at 17 years and they forget to tell the newcomer that last week they tried to kill themselves, there's, there's things there. So I like to take it through for my thinking. And I, I mean, this is, I love the word. And as you know, radical change and the radical change 
happens in my mind. This is this is a mystical book, is what I found. It's for it's it's for people, as as Ashley said, it was written for her. Well, it's written for me too, and it's written for everybody because it's so personal. I've tried everything, Justin, and I found everything in this magic book, this radical change that I'll have if I just follow the instructions and do this. And here's a key thing. Don't leave the rooms because my mind, as it centers in my mind, will tell me. And it's like, remember, the book says we're in the grip of a progressive illness. So I always go through the book, even with a newcomer, even if they're trying to get off fentanyl or they're brand new, thinking always number one. It's got to be that way. Beautiful. Thank you, Nikki. And and Ashley, um, you know, you mentioned the importance of relating what you're reading to the first person. Hey, this is this is about me. I'm not different than that person. Tell me why that's so important to you as you go through uh, the book and through your recovery process. Well, thank you, Justin. That's a great question. Um, I can read. <laughs> I can read this book just like anybody else can. I think many people, as Nikki mentioned, a lot of old timers, people with double digit sobriety, they've read this book but there's so much more that's between the lines. And if you've got an untreated mind, um, you're not going to see the truth. You really need a guide to take you through the book to see how it relates to you. I need to ask myself as I'm going through this book, is this me? Uh, I'll pick a sentence. Um, let's see. Um, this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic. At, well, there, I can pause there. Am I an alcoholic? Do I relate to this? Am I a sexaholic or a food addict or whatever it is? Am I having problems there? Um, uh, reading a little bit more. Basically, I want to take away how does this relate to me and what I'm going through and my recovery? Um, so that, that's really the importance of it to me. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, let's let's go into the wrap up here, and I'll just ask each one of you to take a minute and share your takeaway from this conversation we had here, and then we'll wrap this up. David, if you wouldn't mind just taking one minute and sharing a takeaway that you gained from this, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Justin. You know the 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 thing that I continue to take away from this is you can look at everything we've read here. And what we're about to read and you can see where you know the 12 concepts were added you can see where you know the stories have changed but the one thing that you'll never see change is the first 164 pages of how we recover that is the greatest thing in this book for me the rest of that is fine i love reading it i love studying it i've done an in-depth and then doing an in-depth study on the traditions now on tuesday nights by zoom but whenever it comes to it those first 164 pages are what I live my life by. So that's my takeaway today. Thank you. Thank you, David. Nikki, how about you? Well, my takeaway today is that, you know, our behavior patterns vary. And so I'm not to look at David, Ashley, Justin's view on these things. I'm to have my own experience because I want to compare, you know, that's what my mind does. Like, wow, they know that's so good. And, and I, my takeaway today, like, yeah, with the book is great. Exactly. It's a radical, they haven't changed it. And that's what I love about it, as David said. But my big takeaway today is we're starting this new roundtables. Don't compare yourself, Nikki. You, your behavior patterns vary. 
learn, keep an open mind every time you come here, have a new experience with this book, with these words, with these people, and just get enthusiastic about this whole entire experiences because I'm just so grateful thinking we made it here to this round table. We found this magic book. Thank you, God. Ashley, what's your takeaway? Well, thank you so much, Justin. Um, I'm grateful to be here today. And I think the thing that jumps out to me most is that um, this book works for any and all addictions. I went through this book um, for sexaholism and I'm going back through the book currently for codependency. Um, I didn't, I choose, I chose not to go back through any Al-Anon literature because I specifically knew if um, I got such a great new experience and a new relationship with God going through the big book, then why could that not also help me um, with codependency? So it always, again, it points back to the book. That is my, my solution. Love it. Thank you, Ashley. Man, I am just humbled to be able to sit around this table with with you all. Uh, my takeaway is that <laughs> I've got a lot to learn and I'm excited to learn. I'm excited. There's so much here that's good. And and I guess my invitation to all listening is to, you know, have an open mind. Be honest with yourself. Honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, you know, without these three it's no good. And I'm totally paraphrasing because I don't know the book like you guys do that may have that memorized, but, uh, and I'm excited about this, this project continuing on and learning a lot. Thank you all for joining us to learn more about Rico 12 and what we are doing and how you can support these projects. Go to Rico12.com to learn more about any of the other projects that Ashley, David, and Nikki discussed, um, or anything else. We'll have links in the show notes there at the podcast. So you can get to work and experience these miracles of recovery. Come join with us in the fellowship of the spirit and come trudge this adventurous and amazing road of happy destiny with us. Work it. You are worth it.